Happy Easter, everybody. It's exciting to be together this morning to worship God. We're going to start with the video, so if you can come on in and sit down. There will be no children's ministry today, so everyone will be in together. We're going to have a family service. Amen? All right, so just as we find a seat, we're going to be starting the video in just a second here. All right, let's stand on up. We're going to sing You Are My King. sounds terrific. We're going to be uh, in the spirit of new things. We're going to be doing a new song. It's called The Stand. Hopefully many of you know it, but we haven't done it here yet, but please sing along and allow yourself to, to worship through it. Eternity in your hand 
Please be seated. Good morning. Hello and welcome. See me, church. Uh, my name is Anthony. Um, I just want to read uh, some scripture. This is Luke 24, 1 through 8. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had uh, prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men 
be crucified and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. So just please join me right now uh, with John and Darren here uh, while we pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son to earth. How wonderful is your love. What a day of rejoicing that must have been when you rose and realized it was all over. You had won the victory. You had accomplished your mission. You had made the way for the world to be saved. We celebrate you. Your forgiveness is so good that I struggle with believing it at times. Your love is better than life, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's continue to pray. Father, uh, we thank you so much just for bringing us here this morning. And we just pray that our worship is honorable to you, that it, it uh, lifts you up and uh, encourages you, Father. Uh, Lord, we want to honor you and, and pray, uh, pay homage to you because you are such an incredible God. And uh, I just want to thank you for just the scriptures that you allow us to, to read each day and that guide our hearts. And as it says in Psalm 95, 6, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. And we just thank you so much, God, just for being the ultimate creator here. We just think about the, the creation of the world, how you started with light and saw that that was good. And that was how you started our existence, Father, was with light. And you separated that from the darkness. And then how you created the oceans and how wonderful those are, Father. That is just, there's, there's no way that we could ever be as creative as you. And just to see how you've created this expanses of, of water that surround the land that you also created. And on the land that you put the plants and the vegetation, the trees, everything that we can look around and see how awesome you are. Just the science behind all of it just blows my mind. You are the ultimate designer, Father, and we just worship you and praise you. And then you created the animals, all that fill throughout the earth, whether it be the things that are in, in the oceans, all the, the fish and, and, and amphibians, Father, all the reptiles, all the, the different mammals that are along all over the world. You created each and every one of those with the uniquenesses that they have. It's totally by design, Father, and we thank you so much for giving us such a, a, a wonderful world to, to look at your beauty. We thank you, God, just ultimately for creating man and woman. We thank you so much just for allowing us to be here. And the way you designed us and, and created each and every one of us to be so unique is, in, is unimaginable. I, I don't know how you did that. It's just amazing, and it, it blows my mind away. I thank you so much, God, just for taking the interest in us that you are, should be praised, that you should be honored above all else. And we thank you so much just for this service today. We, we just pray that it, it, it brings joy to your heart. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's continue to pray. Holy Father, mighty God, you are the giver of life. You've given us life and life to the full. And God, we're so grateful for your word that teaches us, for the universe around us that teaches us and helps us to realize that there has to be a creator. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit, God, that has guided us and directed us and led us to this point, God, so that we can worship you, God, for the God that you are, the one who breeds life into what is not living. You give us hope. You give us a future. You give us so much, God. And all that is wrapped up in the resurrection, that Jesus actually rose from the dead. It's not that he just died, God, for our sins, but he rose from the dead. God, we love you so much. We thank you that we have a hope in heaven. We thank you that we have a life eternal. 
We thank you that we have life here on earth, God. You make it better. And for that, we honor you. We worship you. And we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this point, we're just going to bow our heads, play some music, and we'll have a silent moment. Amen. Well, happy Easter, everybody, again. Isn't it great to be together and worshiping God on this day that we celebrate that Jesus rose from the dead and to have time in song and in worship and in prayer, it just feels now is the time that we are going to have our communion time where we connect with God. Now, I have a little story that I have to tell you. It seems this man and this woman were married for many, many years. And uh, as they approached, as they got a little older, they moved in with their son, and, and eventually the wife got sick and she passed. And the husband missed her so much. She missed, he missed her tremendously. And after a few days of her being gone, the son noticed that his dad hadn't been home all day. At about 7 o'clock, the dad walked in, and he was covered in dirt. And the son came to him. He says, where have you been? And he goes, I missed your mom so much. I just, I had to dig her up. I had to see her one last time. And the son said, well, how was that? He goes, very disappointing. (laughs) You know... It's interesting when we think about this day of resurrection, because we don't have the resurrection without the death and the burial. And oftentimes the burial is overlooked, right? The, The burial seems like just part of it, but we don't really see the power in the burial. We don't really see the, the finality of the burial, but it's not a finality without hope. Right? It's the finality of that old life. It's the finality, it's the death that we had before. But there's this three days where God was silent. Imagine the despair of all the people who had sacrificed so much to follow Jesus. And he was gone. And all the promises, and they're like, I knew it! I knew he wasn't coming back. I mean, three days! It would have been different if Jesus was like, oh, I'm back. You know, that's, that would have been something completely different. But he was gone for three days, and there was a finality about that. But therein lies the hope of God, because at the darkest time, 
kind of like the low point in the movie. At the darkest time, God comes through, doesn't he? And so much of that is in our own life. Whether you're a Christian today or whether you're not, we all go through highs and lows. And doesn't it seem at the low point, you're like, where is God? But he always seems to show up, doesn't he? There always seems to be that hope. So no matter what we're going through, we can always experience that. In Romans chapter 6, it says, We died to sin, how can we live it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Isn't that awesome? I've experienced that. I've been baptized. I've been raised from the dead. I'm living this new life. So why do I pretty frequently or fairly often want to go back and dig myself up again? And every time I do, it's very disappointing, (laughs) isn't it? I see myself for who I am and I'm like, I don't want, I died to this life. Why am I going back to it? Why am I being this person again? But it's great because I can look within myself and realize the decision I made and know that God is not far. Why is that? Because Jesus died for our sins. So as we consider these thoughts, let's take some time to continue in prayer and continue to commune with God. At this time, the ushers are going to come forward. They're going to pass out the emblems as I pray. Father, you are great. You are incredible, Father. And you have pulled so many of us from our old way of life, and you are continuing to pull us and change us and help us to not be be that person we were that was disappointing, but to be this person that you want us to be. And why? Because your son, your son was sent so that we could have a new life. Thank you, God, for this opportunity. And thank you for your love for us. And thank you for this day that we celebrate your resurrection. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Good morning. I'm Joe Collins. I want to welcome you uh, to See Me Church this morning. Uh, We are honored to have you, and it's great to be together to celebrate Easter. And and hopefully you catch what we we try to do as a church. Uh, When we come together, we want to make sure that first and foremost, we, we point the way to God, and then we get out of the way. And so we always try to start our worship, our, our, our service with a time of worship. That's, that's first and foremost. And I want to say thank you to the musicians and to the guys that prayed and for the, the moment we had there to just pause and turn our attention to God. Thank you, brothers, very much, and sisters, for all that you've done for us. And then we transition into communion because ultimately we, we really do need to acknowledge Jesus Christ and his sacrifice and uh, his gift of his life for us on the cross. And and, uh, and, and that was really great. And Ivan, thank you for the story. And I, I really loved how you tied the little joke in because it helped me. I was worried about that joke when it started, but it came around. It worked well. So great job. Thank you. And now uh, we're kind of in a transition time. I, I have a few announcements that uh, I want to just let the church be aware of. And if you're visiting, we want you to know what's going on here at Simi Church. And as a matter of fact, when we in a minute, we're going to take a, a minute to uh, have a, a fellowship break, just a, a minute to stretch your legs and, and be, uh, you know, get the blood flowing again. And then we're going to continue with the next half of our service. Uh, it'll take about 45 minutes, I think, total. I know you got plans for Easter and all that. Um, but uh, uh, we want before we do all that, before we get into a little break here, there's a few announcements. And I want you to be aware of what's going on. And if you are visiting, during that break, I'd love to meet you get your email because we'd love to put you on our newsletter and then you can sort of be in tune with what's going on. And if you want to come back, if you, if you want to uh, join us another time, you'll know where we are and, and what we're doing and, and, and all that. So uh, right now I'm going to step through a, a few of the announcements. And uh, first up, uh, even before I get to this list, I want to announce that we had a new person baptized and added to see me church on Friday night. Very honored and excited to announce, actually, my son, Hunter Collins, was baptized. There he is in the back. Great job, Hunter. It was a great time. Congratulations. 
Okay, so hopefully you got the blood flowing. What we're going to be doing now is we have uh, a number of people in our church, uh, a parent and a child or two friends or or, uh, something like that, and they're going to come up and they're just going to give some readings. We're going to, the text is uh, John chapter uh, 20, and we're going to go through the whole chapter kind of in sections, and after each section, then someone else will read a short reading, kind of a a devotional type reading based on the scripture. They're they're, uh, semi-original, we've kind of created them over time, hopefully they'll speak to your heart, and then in between there, we'll do a couple songs, and then we'll close out with a final song, and that will serve as our time of worship and meditation here. So uh, I'm going to start us off with a prayer, and then I'm going to call our first two readers to be ready. They're right here, Mayan uh, Spacarelli and his daughter Nicole. They're going to start us off, and then it'll just be people, you know, a couple, of, a, a duo after duo will come up, and we'll uh, just meditate on the uh, message of, of Easter. Amen? Let me pray. Father, it is so great to be together, and so nice to just take this pause in our, in our lives and in our year and remember the resurrection. And remember the incredible power of it and the glory of it and be grateful for what it did for each and every one of us and the opportunity that it opened for all of us to come to know you and to be saved and to be into a right relationship with you. We are so grateful because it is the single most important moment in human history, the resurrection. So God, help us to tune our attention to it. Help us to give our, 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 our open our hearts to the message And let your word speak to each and every one of us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello, my name is Nicole. And you could turn your Bibles or apps to John 21 through 10. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and, and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. The empty tomb. The celebration we call Easter began some 2,000 years ago with an empty tomb. While the death of Jesus had been observed by both friends and enemies, no one observed the resurrection. The first indication that something extraordinary had happened was early Sunday morning when Mary found the tomb opened and empty. Alarmed, she called Peter and John to the scene. They entered and found only the linen. The real story is not what they found, but what they didn't find. No seal, no guards, and no body. In accordance with Jewish practices at the time, Jesus' remains were washed and wrapped in linen, then placed in a nearby tomb with a large stone covering the entrance. Curiously, the stone was also sealed into place, and an around-the-clock guard was posted nearby. Why the extra precautions? Because Jesus promised, after three days, I will rise again. The religious authorities who condemned him were concerned that overzealous followers might try to steal his body and claim he has risen. They never expected him to keep his promise, but he did. The movement Jesus started would have easily been lost to history if the seal never was broken, if the guards stayed at their post, if his body never left the tomb. But it was, they didn't, and he did. Throughout history, no reasonable explanation has been able to account for these and many other curiosities surrounding the death and the burial of Jesus Christ, the resurrection.
My name is David Strain, and I'm going to be reading John 20, verse 11 through 18. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I do not know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you had carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Jesus said to her, Mary, as she turned toward and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brethren and tell them that I am ascending to the fa- my Father, your Father, my God, and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene. It is clear from all accounts that the risen Jesus is the same person who died on the cross. Yet strangely, in many resurrection appearances, Jesus wasn't initially recognized by those who knew him best. After witnessing the crucifixion, the last thing his followers ever expected to see was Jesus alive again. However, Jesus wasn't the only one who was hard to recognize after the resurrection. At the time of Jesus' arrest, his followers fled in all directions. They were terrified and in hiding. Then, something unexpected happened. Not long after the first Easter Sunday, those close to him who had witnessed the crucifixion and burial only a short time ago, began to boldly and publicly proclaim that Jesus had raised from the dead. They did so at tremendous personal risk. Of the 11 men who knew him best, all but one died a martyr's death. Many more followers suffered persecutions and death as well, and did so willingly. It has been said that people will die for a cause they believe in. But what about a lie? If Jesus never really died on the cross, and his remains were never really placed in the tomb, and he never really rose from the dead, then every man and woman who claimed to witness these things suffered for a cause they knew to be a lie. Would you? There's only one explanation for such a radical change among those who knew Jesus best, the resurrection. abounds in deepest waters you 
And we will continue with the scripture, John 20, 19 through 23. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. 
If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Jesus appears to his disciples. By Sunday night, the dazed and confused disciples gathered in a locked room. They needed time to catch their breath and make sense of all what had, that happened. Then suddenly, Jesus appears and said, Shalom. A typical Hebraic greeting translated into English as peace be with you. It was Jesus' way of telling his disciples that everything was going to be okay. He wanted them to experience an inner peace and clarity that only comes in and because of his presence. All at once, the breathless disciples were breathing again. With their nerves calmed and minds at rest, an overwhelming joy filled their hearts. Their teacher, leader, and friend who once was dead and the wounds to prove it is alive again. Then suddenly and again, shalom. This time, it was more than a wish for them to be clear-minded and at peace. It was also a mission. As Jesus was sent by the Father to breathe peace into them, he now sent them to breathe that same peace into others. The kind peace that comes from forgiveness. We too share this mission. Will you be the one to breathe peace into your family, friends, and neighbors? Will you be the one who tells them everything is okay? Because forgiveness is found in and because of the risen Jesus. Will you tell them about the resurrection?
Lindsay, I'm going to be reading John 20, 24 through 29. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, was one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your fingers here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. After Mary... Jesus also appeared to a number of women, as well as two disciples walking on the road to Amos. Then Peter, and finally the rest of the disciples. For reasons unknown, the only person in Jesus' inner circle not to have seen him, for him that first Sunday was doubting Thomas. We call him that because no matter how hard the others tried to convince him that Jesus really had risen from the dead, he refused to believe, saying, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. The following Sunday, he got what he asked for and a whole lot more. Thomas and the other disciples were in the same locked room as before. When suddenly he was face to face with the risen Jesus and cried, My Lord and my God. And with that, doubting Thomas was no more and witnessing Thomas was born. Tradition says Thomas witnessed in Babylon, then Persia, and continued witnessing until his Notre Dame in India. Since then, billions of people throughout history have cried, My Lord and my God, today Christianity is by far the largest religion in the world, and the only one with a major presence on every continent, thanks to former doubters like Thomas. What's the one thing that can convince people who never personally met the risen Jesus or even lived at the same time in history to erase their doubts and believe the resurrection. Hi, my name is Karina. I'll be reading verse 30 and 31. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. The purpose of John's gospel. The author of his resurrection account tells us that he recorded these events so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Let's consider for a moment the significance of the resurrection. If Jesus really did rise from the dead, and the evidence says he did, then he really is divine. Therefore, all doubts about him are groundless. He cannot have been merely a carpenter, 
teacher, or even a prophet. He has to be who he claimed to be, the Son of God. And through his sacrifice on the cross, he atoned for our sins. And through his resurrection, he offers eternal life to all who put their faith in him. Easter on behalf of the Simi Church. You're dismissed.